When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and we've got a surprise for you today. Really excited. Uh, one of the undrafted free agents, Jonas Griffith, linebacker, uh, is going to join us, and we're just going to talk through a little bit of how he got to where he is. He's one of the more, how do I say this, lesser-known guys, and that's going to happen. Whenever you're a linebacker from Indiana State, um, you know, it's very small school and he's got a really interesting story. We're going to allow him to tell you uh, that story a little bit later today. And then after that, we're going to jump into some of his film, what to expect, whatever his strengths, all of those different things, but also get into some Q&A, which is turning into one of my favorite parts of this podcast. Um, and man, shout out to all the people that made the countdown crew today. I see Sergio, Jeremy, uh, man, people getting in there. Mike, I love it. Uh, we are in the works and we are getting some artwork done professionally of the new first round draft picks for the 49ers. And they're awesome. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be sharing some of those with you. They're on their way through the mail here. And some videos of some artwork that is done. And we're going to be giving that away for free to the countdown crew. And if you do not remember what the countdown crew was uh, or is, it's basically this. We need you to hit the notification. We need you guys to join us so that when we do go live, we have the interaction that we need. And we need your energy. We need all those things. And we're going to get to questions at the end of the episode, but uh, just tag me. Go ahead and tag me on that, and then if you do that, uh, we'll get to those questions at the end. But just want to say, really, really do appreciate uh, everybody joining us, and I do want to get to one real quick question. This is Big Ken, and I've got this a lot on Twitter, okay? Um, 
Big Ken asks this, John, do you think the 49ers make a call for Warford? No, they will not. Um, and the big reason why is the same reason why the Saints chose not to go after Warford. I think he's a great, you know, he got into the Pro Bowl last year, whether it was earned or not, whatever. He, he's a quality lineman. He was the slowest lineman that the Saints had, and that's why they were able to let him go. The new NFL has been divided into two different offensive strategic points. Um, there's the one that wants to do zone blocking, zone scheme, and have these very hyper-athletic linemen to get out and block in space. And the other is a power running game. Warford belongs in a power scheme. He does not fit what the 49ers do necessarily. Now, um, is there a way you could make him fit? Sure. But with the salary cap, you know, they're right at about $5.4 million last I checked on above uh, the salary cap for 2020. It, it would take every penny of that to get him. Uh, that's what he's going to cost. He's going to land somewhere. But, no, the right guard position with the drafting of McKivitz, uh, Daniel Brunskill sliding there, and also Tom Compton who can play almost every single position on offense with Kyle Shanahan history. You've got those three guys that are fighting for that spot. It's probably going to be Brunskill, but I don't think that they're going to bring somebody else in to play that position. I, I just don't really see it. Now, um, if you've missed any of the previous podcasts, we've gone through all the draft picks, and it's been a blast. You know, I, I don't want to talk about a draft pick or even an undrafted free agent until I gave them their due justice. These people have worked their entire career, uh, really their entire life with a lot of them. Uh, you go back to Pop Warner football and all the sacrifices they met. They're on the 49ers. We only have 90 prospects or 90 players on the team under contract. I want to give each one their due justice. And so that's what we're going to start today. And, you know, we went through the first through seventh round draft picks. And if you want to jump into those, just look back in the catalog. Those are there. And on the Patreon page yesterday, I loaded a 35-minute coaching notes and scouting notes uh, with the video on Javon Kinlaw. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I shared a couple of those on Twitter today. But if you want the full 35 minutes, that's over on the Patreon page, which you can find that in the links here. But what we're going to be talking about today is Jonas Griffith. This is Jonas Griffith episode, and then we'll get into some Q&A at the end. This kid is unique, his story, uh, what he was able to accomplish at the collegiate level, um, and just his personality and attitude, which, man, after talking to this guy, I'm just going to let you guys know right now, he, you're going to like him, and he's going to be around for a while. Now, the linebacker core for the 49ers is as deep as any in the NFL. Uh, there's not a team with more depth at the linebacker position, so how does he fit? You know, if we just look at a depth chart, if John Chapman was making a depth chart, you know, top to bottom, you've got Fred Warner, then you've got Dre Greenlaw, then you've got Quan Alexander, and a huge chasm after that, right? Um, so you've got your three guys. Usually you have four because the linebacker position, um, if you're a backup, you're going to be very <laughs> – you're going to be featured on special teams because you're kind of a tweener. You have some speed. You have some size. You're going to be out there. Um, now, after that, you've got kind of long-stay Mark Nazocha, who's still there. You have Aziz Al-Shahar, who the 49ers are very, very high on. And then after that, Demetrius Flanagan-Fowles, who stuck around a lot last year, and Joe Walker. Okay, who was a new addition this year. Big-time hitter and a special team stud. These are the guys Jonas Griffith is going to have to pass. Now, how do I see him fitting in? I'm going to share that a little bit for the, the end of the episode, but I do think that Jonas Griffin will be around the 49ers for a long time, but it's going to be by way of practice squad 
to uh, finally filling in for an injury or something along those lines. But the one thing to keep in mind today, as we keep going through this, and we're about to jump into the interview here, but the one thing to keep in mind is upside. This kid has not touched his upside yet. And there's a lot of reasons for that because he hasn't played a lot of football. Uh, but whenever you look at a 6'4", 250 linebacker in this scheme, pretty unique, pretty unique. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. This is the interview with Jonas Griffin. All right, got a real treat for everybody today. Um, really, really excited about this. Jonas Griffith is going to join us, undrafted free agent from Indiana State uh, University, the Fighting Sycamores. Jo- Jonas, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. So excited for you to have me on. Just, you know, ready to get to work, actually. <laughs> Man, I love hearing that. You know, it, it, it's such a crazy journey every year, you know, going through the draft and the offseason program and all the different kind of stuff going on leading up to, you know, making the team and all that kind of stuff. This year, however, is unlike any other. So what I wanted to do is kind of take the faithful through your journey. Um, and, man, you've got a fun one because hey, I, I want to go all the way back to high school because you didn't play all the traditional four years of high school ball. So walk us through kind of your journey into football and what that looked like. Well, um, I was actually homeschooled until my senior year of high school. And um, I didn't really get the chance to play to my senior year. So, you know, football is kind of different, you know, and new to me. And I played basketball throughout high school at a um, – school that allow homeschoolers to play but never got to play football until my senior year so you know it's kind of different I caught on to it pretty quickly you know and fell in love with the game immediately you know and had a couple of smaller division one school offers and Indiana State was the first school to offer me you know and I fell in love with them and just committed on that visit the first visit I took and it was you know it was great you know it's been great ever since now in high school you played on both sides of the ball correct how did you wind up kind of picking your spot at linebacker I know you've got the size 6'4 250 but how'd you wind up at the linebacker position? Um, well, I, I was getting recruits to play tight end. And uh, Coach, well, you know, we did, it was a smaller high school that I ended up going to, a smaller public high school I ended up going to my senior year. And uh, I played both ways. And Coach wanted me in the middle of the defense making calls, you know, and stuff like that because I I like, he felt like I was the best athlete on the team. So he wanted me, you know, in the middle of the defense making calls. And, you know, linebacker, I fell in love with it immediately, you know, the – command that you know that you take and stuff like that is you know what i love that is awesome and you know i gotta say three straight years of 100 or more tackles is insane i've gone through a lot of your film already i can't find a missed tackle who taught you how to tackle and walk us through just kind of what you think is so important and how you do it so well because i mean it's just impressive over and over again game in game out just no missed tackles a tackling machine is what i have in my notes (laughs) <laughs> well, I had a pretty good high school coach. You know, taught me all the fundamentals and stuff like that. And before going to play high school football my senior year, I was actually I'm coming from an athletic family and stuff like that. And um, I feel like that has something to do with I come from a big. Family. I feel like just running around the house, you know, like tackling my brothers. I feel like that has something, you know, <laughs> coming and tackling stuff like that. Man, that's awesome. I'm going to tell uh, both of my teenage boys uh, that that's they're going to be good then because they tackle each other all the time. So I like to hear that. Now, <laughs> uh, my question to you is this. Um, the 49ers, you know, what kind of contact did you have with them during this entire process? Um, who have you talked to and kind of what's that been like? 
Well, I had talked to a few um, scouts early in the process, and uh, I talk, ended up talking to the linebacker coach, uh, D'Amico Ryan, a lot, you know, during the process as well. You know, had a virtual pro day, but I wasn't allowed to have one because of the COVID-19, you know, kind of delayed that. Well, and, um, you know, since my virtual pro day to uh, Coach Ryan, you know, and um, we had, you know, a pretty good relationship. He's a great guy. You know, I love talking to him, you know, I love talking ball with him and also talk to a couple of scouts. That's all. And, you know, going through all, like, who's tracking all of the different free agents and contacts and stuff, you've had about six teams, and some in the NFC West. I know the Cardinals uh, were really, really pursuing you as well. What was it about the 49ers that kind of, you know, you gave them the nod over all these other teams that were chasing after your talents? Well, I just, I love the the vibes I got from Coach Ryan. I love the scouts talking to them. And I just, also, I like the team like I love the way that the team plays defense I like the way that they play fast and physical and that's that's right up my alley you know and I'm just ready to come in and just try to help the team any way possible man that's awesome yeah one of the best linebacking cores if not the best in the entire NFL really excited to see you add your talents to that group now as far as you brought up COVID-19 man how are you staying in football shape and what does that look like uh moving forward with all the different restrictions on workouts and you know you brought up virtual workouts what's that looking like for you right now Jonas um it's honestly not too bad I have a um my high school is right down the road, and they allow me to use their football field. And I also, um, there's a a boarding school not too far from me, and they allow me to use their weight room. So I'm, you know, it's not hurting me too bad, honestly. You know, okay. I'm getting my workouts in and doing a lot of film study as well. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, you know, at the end of this interview, we're about to get into our last five questions. I'm going to get back into that question you just, uh, you know, the that you're watching film now. But if you had to let the faithful, the 49ers have the best fan base in all the sports. I'm not biased at all. What is it that they are getting in Jonas Griffith, and what do they have to look forward to in watching you play? Oh, man, they are getting a guy that's completely a team guy, a guy that's going to come in and help the team any way possible, a guy that loves the fans, you know, a guy that loves to talk to people, you know, interact with people. I'm a family guy. I'm a big family guy, and, you know, getting a guy that's going to help the team in any possible way, whether that's on defense or special teams. Man, I love it. Love it. All right, here we go. This is our last five-question gauntlet uh, that I do with everybody that comes on the show. So here we go. Who is the toughest player that you ever had to go against? Um, I'd have to say the toughest guy I had to go against was probably Trey. No, I'd say Makai Beckton from Louisville. That's a big old boy, man. And, man, it's funny. You know, I put that game film on, and you are jumping off of the screen. You know, again, go, jumping through my notes, small school guys, you're, you're always kind of worried about level of competition. But, you know, you play the big school guy in Louisville, and, you know, I have in my notes by far the best player on the field at all times. So I, I, it's one of the best films. And so my listeners, they're going to get all of that and see that film coming up shortly. Um, here we go. Question number two. What is a tough trial or situation that you've had to come over in life uh, that you had to fight through? Uh, I'd say that it was from this past summer when my older brother passing away. You know, that was probably the toughest thing I had to go through. Man, just, really you know, sorry to hear um, that, man. Yes, sir. You know, but uh, it, it was really tough, you know, for my family as well as myself, you know, playing the season with a heavy heart, you know, and just trying to dedicate that season and the rest of my career to him. Wow, that is very, very powerful. Very powerful. Now, you brought up film earlier, uh, talk about how you're watching film. Who is it that you watch the most, and who do you kind of model your game after um, at the pro level? Um, 
I like to watch uh, Demario Davis, uh, the linebacker for the Saints. He's a really good player. You know, in, in college, I watch him a lot, as well as Darius Leonard. And, um, you know, those guys are really good players. Obviously, the 49ers have great linebackers as well. Watched a couple of those guys, like Dre Greenlaw and Quan Alexander, really good, you know. And I, I try to model my game probably after I say um, Darius Leonard. You know, he's a smaller school guy, and he just plays tenacious, you know, and he's a maniac on the field. Yeah, he's he's a fun watch. Very, very fun watch. And here we go, a little lighthearted question here. What is your favorite movie you have ever seen? Oh, my favorite movie. <laughs> um, this is a hard question. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um I'd have to say that it is Um, I'd probably say Step Brothers. Oh, I'm a, Step I like, Brothers. I like somebody, you know, so that that's, that's a good movie to me. <laughs> I'm pumping my fist back here. That is awesome. That is great. And, <laughs> and the last question today, Jonas, at what point, you know, you didn't even play uh, four years of high school ball. At what point did you know that you were going to be destined for the NFL? Um, It was always a goal of mine. And I felt like I had played against a couple of guys my sophomore year that um ended up going on and playing in the NFL and still are. And after playing against those guys, I was just like, you know, like, I can do this, you know, like, I believe in myself, you know, I can compete with these guys. Like, that was my goal, you know, ultimately, you know, just to get there and compete, you know, at the highest level. Man, that is awesome. Jonas, I cannot say thank you enough on behalf of the 49ers Rush Podcast and the Faithful all together. Uh, cannot wait. And do you know if you're going to be able to keep 46? Is that is that what we're going to be cheering on? Uh, I don't think it's taken currently, but I could be wrong. Um, I would love to keep 46, but whatever they give me, I'll Man, that is an awesome attitude. I love it. Jonas, cannot say thank you enough. Really appreciate your time, and we'll be cheering on you, man. Thank you very much, sir. All right. That was fun. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation with Jonas Griffith. And, man, you know, the instant takeaways from just listening to him and having that conversation with him is this. The dude's real and very, very friendly. A very friendly guy and a hard worker. Now, his story is crazy because he was homeschooled his entire life. He never played football. He ha- he didn't play football until his senior year in high school. He wanted to get enrolled in the public school just so he could compete, and that's the first time he played. So, again, upside. Uh, there's not a lot of 6'4", 250 linebackers out there, and we're going to jump into some film here in a second, but before we do, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Let's jump in there now. All right, guys, here's the deal. If you're looking to last longer, go a few extra rounds, here's what you need to do. Go to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance into the bedroom to another level. So they've got the same active ingredient uh, as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And since they're chewables, they work faster. So um, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They work faster. They're chewable. What is not to like? And here's the deal. You don't have to have any awkward uh, interaction with anybody. They have an online physician, and so what you do is you just answer a couple questions. They're going to help you pair up with what works best for you, and here's the deal. They're going to ship it straight to your door in a very discreet package, so you don't have to even let people inside your house know that you're using it. If you're worried about that, who checks them out? doesn't matter because, again, very discreet packaging. Um, You don't have to worry about any type of embarrassment or any of those things, so here's what you've got to do. Head over to BlueChew.com. 
And you're going to get your first order for free whenever you use our promo code BLUEWIRE. Again, one word, blue like the color wire. Uh, it's $5 shipping for your first order to make sure it works, so that you like it. After that, you're going to be taken care of. So again, bluechew.com. Just want to say thank you to them for their support of the podcast. Head over there and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, uh, so let's jump over now. Let's talk through some film. Let's look at what this kid was able to do. And again, super small school guy. Uh, Indiana State, the fighting Sycamores, do not put out a lot of elite talent. But they got a steal. And you're going to see him. He's number 46, and he's just a long, rangy linebacker. There are not very many inside linebackers that are 6'4", 250. And so whenever you're trying to find a player comp for him, a comparison, they don't exist. They don't exist. Uh, Rolando McClain is about the only one that's even close to his height, weight, speed that he has. Now, he didn't go to the combine. He didn't get an invite. Um, but a lot of teams wanted him, and some teams even wanted him to try out Edge. Now, he's never played Edge, but um, he was pursued by about seven different teams and talking to him, and he chose the 49ers. Now, he chose the 49ers. You heard it a little bit in the interview. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, and again, the best linebacking core there is. Now, with Jonas Griffith, he's raw. Uh, he's not ready. He's not ready. There's a reason why he didn't go in the first seven rounds, but with the traits that just jump off, are exciting as hell because, one, you don't get missed tackles. Again, you just saw the interception there. This is against Louisville. Um, you can't find film. <laughs> you can't find film on Indiana State. It's just not out there. You're going to have better luck going after high school film. But he finally gets to play up a game. This is like one of just the freebie games that the ACC does, you know, all the kind of big college teams do just to get a win under their belt to qualify for bowl games, to get that sixth win. Now, this is huge because he finally gets to play against somebody that is worthy. And again, you see him jump off the screen repeatedly. He's all over the place, number 46. Um, and he's just a guy that can kind of do everything. Now, a couple things that kind of stand out. He led the Missouri Valley Football Conference. You heard that right. The Missouri Valley Football Conference, which actually isn't too bad. I have a couple coaches in the uh, former coaches I used to work with that work in the conference. A lot of top-tier talent goes there, but usually they're players with red flags, perhaps grade issues, uh, you know, whatever it is that – they can't go to the top schools. They go there. And a lot of really good coaching going on there as well. But he led the Missouri Valley Football Conference two years in a row in tackles. Um, three straight years with 100 tackles or more. He's just a tackling machine. He's long. He's got great speed. His instincts are good. But he wins because of just his raw ability. If he can increase his football IQ, I think that the his best football is by far ahead of him. Now... Again, just uh, let's just look at 2019, um, 106 tackles. He had four sacks from the linebacker position. You'll see a couple times wherever he does go off the edge. And as I said, uh, you know, the metrics, 6'4", 250, they scream edge player. Now, you don't see the bend that you would like off the edge, but he does have the arm length. He does have the speed. He does have a lot of those things. Um, 28 and a half tackles for loss. That's bananas one forced fumble one fumble return one interception which we just uh saw in three pass breakups and so again this very long rangy linebacker that can kind of do it all he's a cleaner 
And you see most of his tackles take place outside the hash mark because he's waiting for it to filter through trash, and he just goes and cleans it up. He's not the type of guy... His best football players are not in between the tackles. His best plays are on the outside the perimeter. He's a scrape linebacker. Um, Here's the play. You can see him going off the edge. Um, Again, against Mekhi Becton. He's going to get another first-round pick. He doubles back, and he gets to him. Uh, 49ers are going to see Mekhi Becton often. Um, It's just just what it is. Uh, But you like this guy. Textbook tackler. Um, Instincts are great. Uh, not good. Shows anticipation in the passing game. I like his route concepts uh, and the long-ranging thing. The closest linebacker that you can get to him in today's NFL is probably Fred Warner. You know, Fred Warner's just under 6'4", 230. So this kind of uber-athletic size guy, that's what the 49ers want. And they want him to be able to move in space. And that's what this kid can do. Doesn't miss any tackles at all. Um, at his best, pursuing inside and out. And some functionality whenever you talk about blitzing from the linebacker position. So that's Jonas Griffith. I really, really like this guy. Again, I'm not sure he's going to make the final 55-man roster. Uh, It's 55 now. (laughs) It's a new, uh, you know, 2020 CBA. I I don't think he's going to make it. I just don't see how he's going to beat out um, all those players at the linebacker position because they're so stacked. The 49ers are stacked. Uh... I think the top four are set. I really, really do. And that's Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, Drake Greenlaw, Aziz, uh, Al Shahar. I think those four are set. Mark Naz- now can he if he wins a spot, it's gonna be because of special teams. Now Mark Nazocha's due a lot of money uh this year. So could he beat him out and also beat out Demetrius uh Flanning Foles and Joe Walker? I just don't see it because he's gonna be a practice squad guy. I think that they're going to be able to keep him there, and I think that's where he's going to be for the 2020 season. And I just think that's kind of what it's going to look like. Now, uh, before we jump into some Q&A, so again, if you guys have questions, please just tag me on wherever it is you're listening. We're available everywhere, obviously. Um, So anyway, just go ahead and tag me on that. But before we do that, let's get to our second sponsor of the day. Really do appreciate the support. This one is betonline.ag. I just want to give a real quick shout out to our sponsor. I love this betonline.ag these guys are awesome they have supported the uh, podcast and all of blue wire podcasts for a while now they are a great company and here's the deal with currently no nba nhl mlb football whatever you there's no sports we get it but here's the deal you can still go out and bet um our exclusive partner betonline.ag still has hundreds of events games props to wager on from their online casinos to poker blackjack they're bringing vegas to you Now, uh, if you're missing the NFL, um, no problem. They have live daily, every single day, Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. So you can still bet on TV shows like Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, all those things, stock prices, religion, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can bet on everything. BetOnline.ag. It's open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. So head over there. Here's the deal. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, one word, BLUEWIRE, to join today. Receive your new welcome bonus, betonline.ag, your online wagering solution. Head over there. Sign up now. All right. And, man, I'll say this. I watched that kid's film and, you know, replaying that interview. 
I, I like the kid. I really do like the kid. Um, is he going to make the roster again? I just don't see it. I don't see it now. But this is a kid that has a very interesting story, and upside is key. And I love pulling for small school guys. Small school guys, I feel like, have to scrape and claw to get whatever they can. And it's just a different approach. It's just a different mindset uh, that's going on. So uh, really, really excited to see what's going to be coming out of that. Now, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, and I put this poll up on Twitter, um, and the question is very simple. Who leads the 49ers in sacks in 2020? Now, the votes, I was not, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I knew Nick Bosa was going to win. The four people I put up in the poll, D. Ford, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw. I knew Nick Bosa was going to win the fan vote. I didn't think it was going to win so extreme that nobody else would get even 9% of the vote. Um, Nick Bosa won in the landslide. He received 82.5% vote. And I love Nick Bosa as much as any 49ers fan, I feel like. But Eric Armstead had double-digit sacks last year. I I feel like the 49ers faithful, you know, I feel like people are sleeping on him a little bit. Uh, The dude is a stud. Double-digit sacks last year. And I I just don't see that changing moving forward. Also, D. Ford had 13 sacks in 2018. Yeah, the injuries are rough, but he is a guy that, if if healthy, if D. Ford is healthy, uh, could 100% lead the 49ers in sacks. And then I put Javon Kinlaw. He got 2% of the vote. Uh, so people aren't seeing him there at, at all. But, man, I just don't see – how do I say this? I, I put money down for Nick Bosa to win MVP. <laughs> I put $5 down, and if he wins MVP, I think it's like 400 bucks or something, whatever, something crazy. Uh, I don't think Nick Bosa's going to win MVP. I just thought it was a fun bet, and if it happens, then whatever. I'll look like Nostradamus or something. I love Nick Bosa. However, I don't think that he is the huge sack guy that a lot of 49ers fans think he is. He is a complete defensive end that is great on the edge, gets great pressure, could lead the NFL in pressures, but probably not sacks. Um, I think D. Ford and Eric Armstead are going to be able to clean up a lot of the trash that Nick Bosa and Javon Kinlaw send their way. But I did think it was interesting um, just how people voted and what they saw out of that. Um, here we go. Just a couple questions. Uh, this one's from Stack Morris. Griffith is thick. thick. <laughs> I like that. Built like Reuben Foster. He's a lot bigger than Foster. He's about 20 pounds heavier and about four inches taller. Um, you know, we go back and we, we talk about Ruben and what could have been and all those things. And, you know, he got his fifth year option denied by Washington and who knows what's going to happen there. But the one thing that I will say, Robert Sala is showing what he likes in his linebackers. He wants size, uh, whether it's Dre Greenlaw, 230 pounds, whether it's, um, Again, Reuben Foster was a 220 plus. You look at 250 for Griffith. Uh, you look at Fred Warner, who's another 236. It, he wants big linebackers. He there's teams like the Falcons that go for these small, kind of rangy, uh, just all speed guys. And the 49ers are not that team. They want height, length, and weight. And so, but they're not willing to compromise speed, which is interesting. Stack, thank you for recommending to hit the thumbs up button. Really do appreciate that. Like that a lot. Um, yeah, uh, let's see, Sergio. I'm curious to see if Ruben Foster, Ruben Foster is actually going to play this year. Um, he did get his fifth year option denied, but I do think he will play. Um, he might start off on the pup. You know, he had that terrible knee injury, 
But, um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting if you know, 49ers play the Redskins again this year. It'd be cool to, to, to play against them. You know, the 49ers, you, you look at the schedule. They're playing against a lot of former 49ers. Uh, you get Frank the Tank early. Uh, Matt Breida, who you traded to Miami, you're going to get a C. That's part of the NFL. You know, people can't keep their rosters together just with the salary cap limitations. But, yeah, I want the best for the guy. I, I'm mad at him still. I'm angry just sitting here talking about it. But I don't like to wish ill will on anybody. Hopefully he gets his stuff straightened out, whatever. But, uh, anyway, that's what it is. Uh, so, yeah, I'm seeing a couple comments. Not elite talent. Um, I like this tape. I don't. I don't know how you didn't like that tape. Uh, I, I really. I really do like it. Um, here we go from Drew. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like that. I know you're saying it's unpopular. You don't like the pick, but it's not even a pick. Uh, you look at Jonas Griffith. He's an upside play that could be stashed and developed. And if that doesn't work out, what did it cost the 49ers? Um, this is why you get so many undrafted free agents. And the 49ers, that's a thing. Here's what's interesting. They went out and tried to get this player to the extreme because they didn't have that many spots. I think they only brought on, I think, 11 undrafted free agents. I'd have to go back and look at the total. But they went out and they pursued him heavily. Um, he chose the 49ers over teams like the Cardinals. Um because he, he likes the atmosphere that is here. He likes the coaching staff. He vibed with, um, you know, D'Amico Ryans, things like that. So he had a choice, and he chose the 49ers. The 49ers had choices, and they chose him. This is a high upside swing for the fences play that has no risk at all. Worst case scenario, it's an undrafted free agent. You move on, or he gets claimed. One of those things. Um, real quick, last question here. Do you think we are tough enough up the middle? Yeah, the linebacker core is as good as it gets. I like the rock in the middle at middle linebacker. This is Niner drag. I think Warner and Dre can excel um, with a rock in the middle like Griffith. Griffith's, if if you script out Jonas Griffith's best case scenario, um, we practice squad this year, okay? You release or trade Quan Alexander next year, and he's got that huge lump sum after renegotiating all those different things, whatever. But he's not necessarily a necessity moving forward with Drake Greenlaw being what he is. And Jonas Griffith competes with people like Aziz and uh, in year two. And then maybe he can work up into that Sam backer role, which he fits perfectly with his body type. He's a perfect Sam backer that would get 20 to 25 snaps a game and would come in and bolster the run game. I think he would fit that role perfectly. That's the script, if everything goes well, that you want with Jonas Griffith. And so that, that's what we're hoping for. It's a development. It's what it is. This is a tough roster to crack. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, if another team loses a linebacker, and we do have him on the practice squad, he's probably going to be claimed. Uh, you look at David Mayo, who you know we had on our practice squad. He gets claimed and starts, I think, six or seven games for the Giants last year. That's going to happen a lot this year. The 49ers roster is deep. There's a lot of guys. It's going to be hard to stash them all. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, I do want to give you an update. Uh, I brought up 49ers Faithful from Afar on the last episode, and I've already got two awesome submissions. Uh, I really, really thank you uh, to the people that got those sent in. Here's the deal. If you are a 49ers Faithful fan, okay, you're part of the 49ers, and you live outside the United States, I need your help. We need your help. I'm trying to put together something fun, and this is what's so great about the 49ers fan base. We're, we're elite. We're the best of the best. Um, it's just the, what it is. So I need you just to film yourself with your cell phone, 
And just a quick 30, 30 second, whatever. What's your name? Where are you from? And how did you become a 49er? Share that story with us. Uh, just film it on your cell phone and then email it over to 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I'm trying to put all those together. Super excited. I think everybody's going to like this. Um, it, because on average, we get 12 different countries that listen to an episode. Uh, every time I release an episode, uh, the 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 way that it populates with Spotify and all those things, it tells you where people are listening. And it's absolutely fascinating. I uh, love the international community. So that's faithful from afar. Um, now, what's next for the podcast? We're going to keep working through these undrafted free agents. We might not, might not dedicate an entire episode to each individual one. But we're going to. I'm going to break down all the film. Uh, I'll be putting that up on my Patreon page if you want to see the coaching notes and all that kind of stuff. But also... We're going to see how they fit, uh, what their strengths and weaknesses are, dive into their background, all those things, give them the attention they deserve because Kyle Shanahan loves undrafted free agents. Uh, I mean, shoot, you just look at Emmanuel Mosley, Matt Breida. Uh, there's a lot of guys, Daniel Brunskill. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have contributed to the key that is the 49ers and the success they've had, and that's going to continue. It might be harder this year, but... We're going to understand who these guys are moving forward, and if they get a chance to make the roster, uh, we're going to know all the ins and outs that are out there. So just want to say thank you and really do appreciate uh, just all of the support. It's been awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much, and until next time, stay strong, faithful. Uh-oh, it didn't work. <laughs> all right, that is awesome. Take care, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.